0: Hey, everybody, it's Bevin. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friend's podcast. This is me, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk about uh, some big stuff going on. So first of all, I'm going to talk about some big changes happening in my life. And I'm going to talk about some of the key learnings that I got when I took a social media hiatus for four months. Um So first and foremost, I announced this at the top of the last episode that I am moving next month, this month. I'm moving in three weeks, basically. Um, I am getting rid of 85% of what I own. This is a made-up estimate, and this is just based on how much space I have uh, available to me to store my possessions uh, for when I get uh, another place to live that is my own, but basically I am subleasing a tiny house down the street from my mom. And because it's like turnkey, right? It's a sublease. I will show up with me, my cat, which is the most important thing is that I get to keep my cat. Um, All of his needs, and he's a special needs cat. So he's got a lot of meds and things he needs. Um, All of my toiletries, which is not a small never it's not a small situation my mom gave me this toiletries carrying case once it's like truly for like full-size bottles of things and it has proved I was it was in the giveaway pile until I realized I was moving Um and then I pulled it out of the giveaway pile because I was like actually this is going to be my bathroom for the next six months because it's going to store all of my full-size products because you know she this is I believe in natural beauty but I also believe in doing what you need to do to take great care of yourself. And I take great care of myself. Um, And so all my bathroom stuff is just, and then clothes, just like seasonal clothes, because I'm moving someplace that has a proper fall, proper winter, proper cold spring. Um, And I'm moving very close to the border of Canada. Actually, I can see Canada from my tiny house. Um, I've never actually looked at the view intentionally from this house that I'm renting, but I have Looked extensively at this woman's garden, so I'm actually really excited to go and get to just like really get intimate with that that space. Um, I uh, yeah, so like, and then I'll probably bring some jigsaw puzzles and some art um, to work on in the winter. But my plan is to move into this tiny house, have my living expenses basically reduced uh, by. It's like whatever five, six is in percent, I'm going down five, six in how much my living expenses are. Maybe even more than that because, um, you know, the power bills and the the water bills at a house that has a front yard and a backyard are not a joke. Um, so anyway, I'm just like basically – doing a fire sale of all of my belongings. Um, I have found just, you know, so far, Craigslist is over. It's all about Facebook Marketplace. And since I've been selling on Facebook Marketplace, things have been selling really quickly. I was trying to sell a bunch of stuff on Craigslist before because I didn't really want all my friends in my business. Um, And now I realize that was foolhardy. I should have been selling on Facebook all along. But, um, you know, I kind of... And, like, how I got to the decision um, is really, like, I think... I don't know. I think I just needed to really give it a shot to stay in LA. Um, I had prayed for guidance. Um, and in May I, uh, was just like praying for guidance. Like what's my next step and what do I do? And do I need to stay in LA or do I leave LA? And I got the guidance that I needed to stay in LA for at least six months. And November 1st will be six months from Right about when that decision came through, so or that call came through, and so that seems about right. Um, I have no reason to stay in LA; like nothing is keeping me here. I tried so hard to get a job. I tried so hard to get a roommate. I tried so hard at short-term rentals of uh, my extra room in my house, and just like nothing gelled, nothing came to fruition. I had a lot of last-minute miracles that made me able to pay my rent for the last six months and just like barely eke by. Um, uh, I've been eating on less than $5 a day. And when you're mostly trading all of your time for money, eating on less than $5 a day is not decadent and it's hard. Like, cause I can eat pretty well on a budget if I have time to cook. But if I don't have time to cook, then um it's a lot of like uh rice-based meals and which is fine. Like, and, and five dollars a day is still a lot, actually, for a lot of people's food budgets. And um, but like, you know, when you can't have convenience food or convenience food isn't really available to you and you're in your, your time schedule. Like, it's just, I feel like I've been in complete survival mode for the last six, seven months. Um, and I'm tired and I can't do it anymore. Like, and there is nothing in LA that's keeping me here, um, in order to pay these exorbitant rents. And like, I just can't afford to keep this house. And this house was like, why I wanted to stay in LA. I was like, I'll stay here if I can stay in this really awesome house that I love so much. Um, so it's like, it feels in many ways like my my therapist who, by the way, I'm so sad I don't get to keep my therapist because it's like we do remote sessions over the phone, but um, he's licensed in California and he won't get a Washington license just to counsel me. So I'm hopeful that we can have a little bridge time so I don't just like move and have no therapy support because therapy's actually been really helpful for me. Um, but, uh, he did remind me before, before I made this decision, um, like in that last week where I was like, what's the miracle going to be? How am I going to pay this rent? Um, and he was like, you were in this situation because of your breakup. This is not a personal failure of yours. This is just a circumstance of where your life has been and you can't blame yourself for it, which like, I'm a Capricorn. It's my, (laughs) it's my nature to blame myself for everything and every shortcoming. And so, um. I've recently learned that one of the best things a Capricorn can do is adopt some of those Leo characteristics where Leos um, are really about like uh, being proud of their accomplishments and like knowing how far they've come. And I think as a Capricorn, you know, it's the symbol of that goat climbing up the mountain. And sometimes I get really (laughs) caught up with where the next point in the mountain is instead of turning around and looking at how far I've come. And I'm really proud of myself for making it work as long as I did. And I'm really proud of myself for like continuing to connect with other human beings, um, create circles of people around me who um, are supportive of the mindsets I want to have and like who I'm becoming in my life and seeking out spiritual community here in LA when um, I knew that was lacking after my breakup and, you know, really giving it a shot. And I'd love this town and like I was driving rideshare I was doing Lyft uh, as a driver for a long time, um, like 50, 60 hour weeks doing Lyft. And I couldn't even make my ends meet working that hard. And that is really sad. And um, I think it ju- kind of goes to show how underpaid rideshare drivers are. By the way, always tip your driver. Like always. That's a thing. It's like it's like you tip at a restaurant, tip your driver. The take home pay from Lyft, by the way, if you're thinking of doing it, is about 10 bucks an hour before taxes, after expenses, and before tips. So just, just so you know, that's what the person's making, who's driving you around. They are not making, I made about 30% of every fare, which like Lyft, I don't know. There's something, someone Googled in the back of my Lyft. They said, well, on Google, it says blah, blah, blah. But I want you to remind, I want to remind you that, I mean, and maybe it's just true in LA that they're taking about 75% off the top, but uh, about 70, 75%. It's so bananas. Sometimes I'll drive someone and I'll make $2 and 62 cents and they spent $10 on that ride. It is cuckoo. Um, Anyway, so just to say, tip your rideshare drivers, and it's not really a sustainable income unless you can work 50 to 60 hours a week, and even then, kind of depending on how heavy your expenses are, I still have, like, basically, I'm listening to what my body says, and my body told me I couldn't drive rideshare anymore. Like, I have this uh, ongoing muscle ache that's in the full back of my leg, Um, And my foot is still pretty injured, my driving foot. So it's just from like that stop, start, stop, start, um, long, traffic-y days. So I gave it a shot. (laughs) I can say fully I really tried to be in L.A. And it wasn't even like I was trying to be an actress or something like that, something that was L.A. specific. I was just trying to like keep the great house that I loved and um, try to like thrive in this life that was set up uh, for me when I had a partner whose business made – over $150,000 a year. And I helped her build that business. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, wish we wish we had gotten married and I got alimony, but kind of glad we didn't get married so that this can just be over. And, um, So now I depart LA for the border of Canada. I'm going to live down the street from my mother, which I'm actually really excited about. I love my mom. She and I have the best relationship we've had in our whole lives. Like I think that's due in large part to both of us having a lot of personal growth. Um, I also, she also recently sent me her astrological chart and you really know you're cool with me. If I'm like, Hey, what's your birth data? So I can look up your astrological chart. Um, And So like learning more about my mom's uh, stuff and how like that, uh, it just, it all made sense. Once I saw it, I was like, oh my God, a Sagittarius moon. Oh my God. Right. Like um, my mom is amazing and I'm glad to just get the opportunity to see what it's like to live down the street from her. I've never had that experience. I always kind of thought it was weird when people stayed in the same town as their parents because like I moved away when I was 17 years old. I have not ever lived at home again um and and technically not living at home cuz i didn't grow up where my mom lives now she retired up to the olympic national forest she literally lives in the forest in a little tiny village and so um and most of the people leave during the winter so it's going to be really isolated um i'm hoping to get a great job that like pays my bills um and that i can leave at work and i'm going to keep building I have a couple businesses. Obviously, you know about Facu Dance Party Aerobics, which is my aerobics class that I created for everybody who's left behind by mainstream fitness. And um, it hasn't been something I can devote a ton of time on um, lately because I've been needing to trade my time for money. And the business is not at a point where it can support me financially full time. So I've been focusing mostly just on my online pursuits with it. So I have an online weekly aerobics class that you can get through my Patreon. Patreon is a membership site. It's like crowdfunding meets uh, a membership subscription. And um, for 25 bucks a month, you can take my weekly online aerobics class. And so that has been what I've been focusing on because I want it to be able to reach as many people as possible. And this was before I even was thinking that I was going to move away. Um, but now I'm glad like I've been investing in that. So um, that is still ongoing. It's I've never stopped. I've been doing this class every week for the last like since I launched in January. So keep on teaching this online aerobics class. Join me anytime. Um, you get four classes available to you every month of different lengths. So there's a ten minute, a twenty minute, a forty five minute, and a sixty minute class. And um, I love doing it. I love teaching aerobics. The other day I taught my last LA class for a while, uh, to a couple of my regulars from LA. And it was just like, ugh, I was like, I love teaching this class. I love doing this. Um, and I also have my online workout videos, which, uh, it's so funny cause my, I think the episode four is about spirituality and I talked at length about Kyle Cease and how his stuff has really, um, he's like a teacher guru. Um, and he's really taught me a lot just by being a member of his absolutely everything community and I was I got picked to be on his weekly call which is kind of a big deal. Um, and I got picked from my question which was like basically how do I know when it's time to quit like I'm really working hard to stay in this house but everything seems like it's not working. Um, And he didn't actually answer my question, but he, like, loved the FACA Dance Party stuff, and he loved FACA Dance Party, and he was like, you have to do this. This, You have to share this, like, blah, blah, blah. So um, I'm also really not interested in having investors, so it's, like, something that's got to be built on the side. So I've got that. Um, I am intending to continue sharing FACA Dance Party and figuring out what's next, but trying to work smarter, not harder, because I spent a lot of time the last couple of years, like when I had the privilege of having someone paying my rent, um, then I'm grateful that I was able to build it, but I was able to kind of try a lot of stuff and screw up a lot of stuff and like make mistakes. And I didn't have a mentor helping me like build it because I was just kind of making it up um, and like figuring stuff out. And like, that's, I really just saw a lack of mentorship in my life, like affecting like how I was able to move it forward and now um yeah so now like I see because of the people I got connected to and the the learnings I've done um in the last 6 months staying in LA I like I see clearly why I needed to be here for this time and also I just don't see um staying which is sad cuz like there are some some people that I did get connected to who are like phenomenal and I would love friends if we talk online offline I will tell you all about it but basically like Changed the course of my life, changed the trajectory, really helping me with some specific personal growth stuff. And I'm going to aggressively work to pay off debt. Um, I haven't fully totaled all of my debt, but I think my debt is in the neighborhood of $150,000. Most of which is student debt, left over from a law degree I don't even use anymore. Because I, you know, just full stop, lawyers have four times the national rate of suicide. And I am not interested in being a lawyer. So I, that proved out to me every single time I've had a law job, I've been more suicidal than when I don't. Um, and the last time I had a nine to five law job, which, you know, a law job is like more like, I would say that's like nine to nine. Um, and every time I was commuting to that job, I was on the subway. This is when I was in New York and I was just contemplating suicide. I was contemplating jumping on the tracks every time. And I never equated like Oh, this bullying environment, this like argumentative environment, I never equated that to like my mental health and why I was having those ideations. And now I just like have way more of an awareness of myself. Um, And so anyway, I don't know what industry I'm going to go into. I'm just keeping an open mind and um, looking for that and like working on building uh, a whole nother business that I'm not even public about. And that is my retirement plan. And my hope is to retire up where my mom lives. And my hope is to retire uh, in the next few years. Um, And, you know, that doesn't mean I'll ever stop doing faculty dance party because I think that's my heart work. And I think that's where I'm meant to serve um, on a global scale and help sort of shift uh, the narrative around uh, dance aerobics and fat people, fitness and fat people. Um, And also, I love it. I love doing dance aerobics and I love sharing it with people. So, um, and I want to, you know, I'd love to be supported, um, but I don't, I would love to be supported by FACA Dance Party Aerobics. And I haven't like fully like given up hope on that, but I'm certainly not like hinging on it um, because there's just so many things that go into whether or not a business is profitable. And so I'm going to get a bill paying job, keep working on my retirement business and keep pushing forward faculty dance party. Um, That is also a specific question that I was asked by a friend when I was catching up today. It's like, what are you doing with faculty dance party? So um, rest assured, I will still be filming my weekly classes, probably with um, some of my mom's retirement buddies, uh, hopefully being in the background of my videos. Um, And um, probably, I don't know that I can record aerobics in a tiny house, but they have like a lodge that I can probably use. And um, anyway, so I'm excited to share with you from there. And uh, obviously, I'm going to continue doing this podcast. And so you'll hear updates about my life. Um, And yeah, so I'm excited about just the possibilities. Obviously, like opening up for me, um, because I'm willing to make so much change. This is the thing I've learned from Kyle sees is that whenever you're stuck, or whenever things are really frustrating, just do the opposite of the thing you were doing before. So um, in this instance, I've lived urban. My entire adult life. Uh, since I was 20, I think 20, I moved to Philadelphia um, and I've lived in Philly and New York City and Los Angeles. And I, before that, lived in suburbs. And so I have never lived uh, rural in my whole life. So I'm literally going to be living, I'm, I'm on the very edge of like the little village that my mom lives in. So I'm like in the furthest corner lot. And so I'm like, wow, I'm like literally going to be like, facing the forest all day long. Like, what's that going to be like? Am I going to fully become Snow White? Will the mice and the bunnies and the deer and the birds follow me around? Am I just going to sing songs to them? This is like, I'm really kind of picturing my life as some some sort of weird hybrid between like uh, like Disney uh, princess and uh, a small town CW plot. Like, you know, divorcee, former lawyer, moves, uh, boomerangs to her mom's retirement community, lives in the woods. Uh, the closest town is like 9,000 people. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll meet a lonely widower who needs to learn about the spirit of Christmas or something. Um, I don't know. Like, I just like have to be positive about it because like optimism is, uh, the price of entry for being an entrepreneur and believing in yourself. And like, honestly, like I would prefer to be optimistic than depressed. And that's my other option. And I'm not taking it because I am, moving forward. I am already planning to get my seasonal affective disorder lamp. (laughs) I have already started dosing myself with vitamin D three times a day. I'm ready to prime myself for self-care because I want to see what it's like for me to just thrive instead of having to be in survival mode. I've been in survival mode. Like honestly, like Dara sent me this a uh, shitty, awful email blaming me for everything wrong in our relationship a year ago, like a year and change ago. Um, we just hit that year mark a, couple, uh, a few days ago. And I'm like, wow, my life has been like upside down. Like my wedding got canceled. Like everything has been upside down for a year. I am over it. <laughs> like I am ready to just keep moving forward. And like, like, I feel like in the last few months, just like since she withdrew her support financially for me, I've just been like sinking into debt and like, not getting ahead, and I'm tired of it. Like I, I want to thrive, and um, so it's kind of like when I moved to LA, and I was like, "Ooh, what will my life be like when I don't have to fight seasonal affective disorder and live in New York City for six months a year?" Because um, it really just felt like I was like trying to just basically feel okay instead of like thriving. And then in LA, like I got to focus all that self care on just thriving, and it worked. I love living in LA, and I've really bloomed here. But. Um, I think this will be even better, like having less money demands on my life and like being so in with nature. I think that I can thrive even more Um, and I'm excited to see what what that looks like. So stay tuned. Um, I will keep you updated. Um, We're going to take a quick music break and then we'll be right back.
1: (laughs) It's the West Coast wave goddess. Somewhere chilling on the balcony on the beach, smoking some haze. (laughs) I'm feeling good. I woke up on the island feeling grand. I'm the queen of this land. Uh-huh. Sweet sip of the rose hip tea. Make, Make my, my lungs expand. Okay. Dandelion tonic when I need to reboot. If you're, you're trying, trying to find God, God search for me. a little proof. Close your eyes, take it deep. And then, then align the line with your truth. Okay. It's funny how they constantly invest in the truth. Uh-huh. It's ugly because certain groups got to jump. Their complexion. As a melanated goddess in a world that's separate, I navigate strategic to ensure we connected. If you're trying to go deep, go ahead book you a session. The vibe I prescribe is built in with lessons. A moment in my vortex, consider the blessing. I just want to heal and thrive with my brethren. Look at how I live my life for a reference. I just took a dip in the river, watch me drift. It's a full moon, so you know my energy is lit. Every space that I grace, so much love for the king I'm a motherfucking goddess. With so much love to give <laughs> My womb bursting and taught your universes My only heal a trillion, God Ancestors coming through my verses So double back if at times is odd Three stacks where you're at I've been calling it in Just want to balance your shockers And be your best friend A little Reiki With some Reishi you can taste me Then I watch you ascend Turn your lifestyle up Let your light shine bright When you need some love 8835 L-I-Z-Z-Y on the worldwide. <laughs> it's likely you'll ascend, moment I come around. That's why it sells out when I visit town Hit the bank next week. New mechs proceeds Oh, shining bright at me. I Wolf fest with the team. Wanna thrive? I invite you to sesh with me. The grass is greener, the kale's organic. I'm feeling stressed in hell, don't panic. Make excellence your daily standard. Pick growth, make love your daily anthem. Prana, when you seek expansion. All I see is me and mansion, community, it is my passion. I just took a trip past the intergalactic, giving gratitude. I push past the realm of limitations, I'm an empress and I'm far from average. The magnitude, my greatness, is what keeps me free. Huh? Let's breathe. Let's breathe. Let's win. let's win, let's heal, let's, let's, let's spin. spin Let's be clean, eat clean. Let's, shine. let's shine, let's just be Let's climb, let uh-huh. uh-huh. hey. To heal and thrive in LA That's the place to be <laughs> Know what you're smoking, that old, that old G. G. <laughs> uh-huh. It's West Coast Wave
0: Okay. Welcome back. That was Lizzie Jeff with Ladybug Free, a recent drop. I was introduced to Lizzie Jeff by Ashley Manta, who is who introduced me to Deidre Bliss, who was in my last episode. So I feel like this is like all part of this beautiful nexus of glowing goddesses. I'm really stoked about it. I love Lizzie Jeff stuff. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk about like the process of deciding to leave Los Angeles and like my perspective on it. I think that some may perceive, or I guess there's a pot, like there's a way to look at it where I failed to thrive in LA. Like I didn't, you know, do the thing. I couldn't support myself. And I, you know, I went at length in episode two about like what I learned from allowing myself to be supported by my partner And a lot of people have told me not to be so hard on myself. And again, hashtag Capricorn problems. Like it's hard for me not to take personal responsibility because I really truly believe that I am the creator of my own life. Um, And I think I really needed for my heart and for my, maybe even my ego, I just needed to like really give LA a shot and really try to do it myself if I was meant to be here. And I tried really hard. I tried everything I could to get a roommate or a job. I, if either of those things had come through, I probably wouldn't need to leave LA. Um, but it's so interesting that it neither did. And, um, I really never look at things as failures or I work hard to not look at things as failures. I, I work hard to perceive my failures as lessons because I think when you fail at something, it is a lesson that you are doomed to repeat if you choose not to learn the lesson or even look at it or examine it. And so for me, I feel like it's um, such a great lesson, such a good learning. Um, And also I don't think that I failed at anything. I think this is just like, I thought that, you know, staying in LA was probably what was meant for me. And like, turns out that's not what was meant to happen. And um, I don't feel like moving down the street from my mom is like, Anything but an awesome next step in my life. Like I moving out here and getting to live so close to my grandmother uh, for the last year of her life, which I didn't know was her last year, was such an opportunity that like I I knew that my next step after L.A. or even like actually had visioned for myself to live part time near my mom and live up there. So it seems interesting that now like it's just not exactly how I decided it was going to be. It's just. What is happening and what's kind of like my path of least resistance, right? Like, um, I didn't have enough money to pay rent. And um, I like have to borrow the money in order to move and um, getting into further debt, which I don't want. Um, But, you know, it does mean that I can like start sort of turning the ship around um, a lot swifter because the expenses are just so much lower up there. Um, I've also uh, you know, and I'm excited to do something different than what I've been doing. Right. Like, so I get to do, um, the opposite of what I've been doing, which I think will accelerate my personal growth. Um, and I also am just like kind of excited to see what happens with my life. Um, and what's possible for me out of all of this. And, um, and, you know, I think life does get to be as easy as it can be. Um, I think there really is a path of least resistance often that we're ignoring because we're so used to things of value needing to be work. And that's like a capitalist mindset where um, your productivity measures your worth or your results measure your worth. But I think I'm worthy no matter what. Um, I also think you're worthy no matter what. You're worthy exactly as you are. Um, And I, I just don't feel like I have anything I need to prove, right? Like I'm I know no matter what, I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to keep being an awesome badass and I'm going to get better at being me every year. I'm going to become a more exalted and authentic version of myself. I'm going to have more joy and more spirit because I'm continuing to step forward on uh, my journey and learn the lessons that come my way. Um, I heard recently that like 90% 90% of life gets to be easy, and 10% are these, like, necessary lessons we have to learn, um, and and that's, like, a spiritual perspective on life and struggle, and I think anything worth doing is worth fighting through resistance, and anytime you're doing something great, like, that's when resistance flares the most. If you haven't read the book, The War of Art, I really recommend it. Um, my mentors uh, have me reading some books, and Uh, really looking at resistance and the role of resistance in life. And I have decided there's like two areas where I'm willing to run uphill. And um, and that's, you know, building business and personal growth. But I don't think I need to run uphill in every area of my life. And it is like just the way that things kind of came together for me to move down the street from my mom. Like this house was available um, and like my mom... Uh, had a storage space that she was uh, subletting to someone else who like literally like when I needed when I had made the declaration like I think I need to move uh my mom was like my mom's friend was like oh we're leaving the storage space so it's like all lining up super well and super easily and like I feel super grateful for like the work that my mom has done to help me um, line this stuff up, but also my mom downsized within the last few years. So she had wisdom to offer me, um, one of my besties also downsized or like kind of combined households with her partner, uh, or fiance. And now, um, I've, you know, she was like telling me on the phone the other day, uh, she's like, I hope this isn't su- super bossy. And I'm like, no, you've literally done exactly what I'm trying to do. Please tell me how you've done this. Cause like, I think in life often we take the opinions of strangers really seriously. Like we're really concerned about what other people think. I'm really only concerned about the opinions of people who have done what I want to be doing. Right. So she has successfully sold a bunch of stuff from downsizing. I want that. My mom has successfully downsized her life, um, into a place where she doesn't need a big storage unit. Right. So she has fruit on that tree. So I'm taking advice from those people. And, um, Anyway, so I think it's just important to, like, have a good perspective on my life and, like, why I'm making the choices I'm making. Um, I feel super happy, actually, that I had the experience this summer of going on a full social media hiatus. Um, I have been producing content, like, personal content online, like, personal narrative since 2002. So I've had a blog since then. Um, various incarnations, but like have been public on the internet since pretty much you could be. Um, and then this summer, uh, or this spring summer, I went off social media. It was just it became really toxic for me. It was my mental health was suffering um, deeply, not just because of that, but because of circumstances of my life. See episode two, um, and I needed to take a break. I needed to do something different. I really, really, really love social media. I think social media gives us access to a platform. Um, and, uh, it gives us access, not only us as creators, access to platforms, but I think social media also gives us as consumers access to mindsets and, um, connections to people that are really powerful and can really powerfully impact our life. Um, I think that one of the most toxic things we consume is our media, uh, TV shows, commercials, uh, apps, all of these things can be incredibly toxic and can be incredibly degrading to our sense of self, to our empowerment, to who we're meant to be in this world, right? And if you're um, spending any time at all paying attention, and I use that term very specifically, you are paying attention because you have two primary resources in your life, time and money. And when you spend your time uh, paying attention to someone, that's a real Thing Like that's value that you're you're giving with your attention, right? So you're allowing someone to have impact on you. And if they're making you feel shitty, if they're making you feel less than if you are like deeply in compare and despair, and it might not even be that person's fault, it may just be your toxic interaction with that person, right? Because like you're triggered by that person, and you're getting into this feedback loop. Step away take a like unfollow anybody that makes you feel less than unfollow anybody that does not help inspire you to be your most confident self. And, um, and it may not even have to do with the content they're creating. It may just have to do with like the way you're interacting with them as a person and you just need to take a break and that's okay. Um, but there are tons of people out there who are, who are really pumping out kindness and inspiration and joy. And that's why I like to ask my guests on the show who they're following on Instagram and who they love Because I want you to be able to have ideas of people that you can connect to, who can sow into your life, and who can help you sort of raise your vibration and become the best version of yourself, which is what I want for you. And also, P.S., thanks for tuning into my podcast. Thank you for paying attention to me. I really appreciate it, and I love sharing this stuff, and it's helpful to, like, have people who are listening. Because if I'm just, like, recording audio in my house and don't have an audience, that's not really a podcast. Right. Um, so what I realized, so I took a social media hiatus cause I saw the toxic impact on my life and I was like, I need to do something else. So what I started doing with all that time, cause I realized, so i love social media, right? Like I love it. I only follow people who I love. I only like, I'm constantly like evaluating, do I love this person? Are they adding value to me? Like, right. Like, so anybody who says that they feel shitty after scrolling social media too long, I mean, I think number one, like so much scrolling, right? Like, I don't think it's good for you, but number two, like follow people that vibe you up and make you feel great, right? Like dipping in and out of Instagram, um, can be something that makes you feel better about the world because you're curating your own media feed. You're not letting CBS or NBC make decisions about, um, what you're listening to. That's, that was a bygone era. And now we have way more personal autonomy when it comes to what we're consuming. So, Instead of being on social media, I, you know, because you can't just take something out, you need to replace it. So I replaced it with an hour of meditation every day. I was on social media, probably creating content um, for about an hour a day, um, and then consuming content for about three hours a day. It was bananas at, at my height. And so... Um, when I went off social media, I had more time. So I was meditating an hour. I also like was working a ton. So um, it was helpful because I was driving rideshare so much. I was basically just talking to real people in real life and making real connections with them rather than like just having the social media thing, which like, I think social media is good for content, um, similar to reading a book or watching a television show. I do not think it's good for social and human connection. I think human connection actually requires a connection um aka get on the phone with people I was also replacing it with phone calls I have talked to so many of my friends on the phone in the last few months it's amazing I can tell a significant difference between my mood on a day when I've talked to three to four to five people on the phone than just zero to two um there's definitely I just like that human interaction that human connection cannot be duplicated I think A digital means. It's not texting. It's not sending DMs on Instagram. It is literally talking on the telephone or having a video chat conversation with someone. Eyeball to eyeball, voice to voice, something like that. That is a meaningful human connection. Humans are a tribal species. That means that we thrive on social connection. It's actually really vital to us. Um, And when I was on my social media hiatus, I had a friend send me a an article that said, social isolation kills. And I was just like, wow, that's deep and hard. But I am definitely still getting my social interaction just in a different, more low-key way. And um, and actually, you know what? It was really fulfilling. Like, not being on social media, like, and having those human connections kind of replace these, like, faux connections that I thought were real human connections was, like, eye-opening in terms of just, like, how humans thrive. Um, I have really been challenging myself to talk to strangers more and more, um, you know, kind of beefed up by the great conversations and connections I had through Lyft, but also like um, just trying to be some sunshine in people's lives. Like sometimes when you talk to someone at the grocery store, you maybe be the only person that person's talked to today. And I think it's it's awesome to just like give someone a compliment. I think compliments are a free thing you can do that make people feel awesome. And I highly recommend complimenting on things that are non-physical appearance related things like, Oh, I like your shirt. Where did you get it? Right. Like something really specific about what you like about someone, um, about how they are in the world or like, you know, I don't know, whatever. Talk to strangers. It's not going to, it's nobody ever died of awkward and like it vibes you up. That's the, 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 the long and the short of that. But I really started just like challenging myself to do new social things. And that was really good. And it was harder for me to like see my friends um, because I was working so much. Uh, Mostly like when I was working for Lyft, I was like um, doing self-care and working. And that was it. Um, Because like I had a better driving day if I meditated. And I definitely never would feel comfortable driving people in a car unless I had a full night's sleep. So those are two like primary huge self-care things that I needed to do. Um, so something I also did while I was on my social media hiatus is I created a second Instagram account that was just like, uh, a secret account that I used to, to consume, um, just a very small number. I'm talking like five to 10 people, um, on social media. And the reason why I did that, it's the weirdest thing. I started missing John Mayer. So John Mayer, Grammy winning recording artist, um, you probably have heard his stuff. He's very famous. Um, he... I got introduced to him because of Andy Cohen, who's, like, the Bravo host, the executive producer of The Real Housewives. Um, and Andy... Uh, I don't know. I just started watching Watch What Happens Live, really liked him, read his book, Superficial. Um, and I... and I just, like, really liked John Mayer just based on how Andy talked about him. So then I started following him on social media. And I actually, like really deeply admire him as an artist like he has an an amazing art practice like he's a brilliant guitar player really good songwriter um and like deeply connected to emotions um I've also looked up his birth chart so his Mars is in cancer if that means anything to you but that means that your work in the world is about feelings um so Mars is your work Uh, the sign of cancer is all about feels and so anyway um, so he just like has a really good lyricist way of connecting to feelings Um, and I yeah also like he's I think studied comedy um, or at least like has at least been a student of comedy because he's very funny Um, and like you can tell like he's like working and refining on that and any artist who learns like it's it's basically like an art hack right like a mastery hack like when you've got an an area of mastery and you start exploring other artistic um, expressions outside of that main expression it it actually makes the main expression stronger Um, I think it's it's something to do with brain science I read it in a book Um, and so like anyway and also he's funny and he makes me laugh out loud and I specifically need more people in my life who make me laugh out loud. Like I'm 40, like I don't have time to have a boring life anymore. Like I want mirth enjoyment and dad jokes, you know what I mean? And like, so I'm just, I'm here for it. I'm here for people who make me laugh. And um, so then I just, I enjoyed following him on social media because he regularly makes me laugh out loud because I admire his artistic practice. Um, and enjoy consuming his art. Like I'm uh, now a big fan. Like uh, it's funny cause like his social media got me listening to his music more and now I love it. Um, and I just like found myself like in like month one of my social media hiatus, curious how John Mayer was, you know what I mean? And I'm like, wow, this is interesting of all the people I follow on social media. And it's like more than a thousand on my main account, which is at Bevan's party. If you don't follow me yet, um, I was like wow John Mayer huh so like I just I am also an artist who follows her curiosities um I think curiosities are the way God sort of leads us to things um and so I decided I was like okay if I'm curious about John Mayer why don't I like uh you know like go see what he's up to so I logged into like my side account and um just like followed him followed like a couple other entrepreneurs who like have what I want um and like I said, like you take advice from people who have the fruit on the tree that you want. And so I um, followed myleek Teal, who is an amazing boss, uh, CEO, um, and just really good and resilient about what other people think. Um, she uh, preaches a lot about being patient with the process. And, um, really just like her podcast is also top notch, really recommend a follow to that. I also follow Gary V, who is this prolific content creator. Um, once you see the amount of content he has out, I, every time I'm like, oh my God, he's putting out so much content. I remind myself he has a 30 a person content creation team, which means he's like not effing around about creating content, but he preaches optimism and patience all the time, which are very crucial, uh, characteristics of any entrepreneur. Um, And I needed those reminders because like, you know, you don't have any control over like the market and how things go. You only have control over your work product. And it is your work product is very, very um, dependent on your perspective. And I really needed people to remind me to be optimistic and patient. And so I started following them. I started following like a couple of my close friends who have babies because like they're like minutes pass and they get bigger. Like it is so bananas when you like have kids in your life who are growing. Um, I love being an aunt and I love connecting to kids and I really appreciate my friends who share their babes on social media so that I can see them grow up like kind of minute by minute. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like something I was really missing, like seeing, um, my little nieces and nephews. And so I was like, i I want to see them. So I started ended up, I ended up like following like maybe 10 people, but the best part about it was that my feed would end. Like you can scroll through and it's done. So if you only follow 10 people and I'm not saying like you have to get a whole new account for this, you could dump everybody on yours and only follow 10 people. But I think it's super potent to be consuming everything. Someone's pumping out like, because that's a person who has what you want and that's why you're connecting with them. And, um, So it was great because like 15 minutes and that was it. So I was in and out in 15 minutes. It did not drag me down. It actually amplified me and helped me feel um, better in life and, um, but also not consumed by or connected to social media too much. Um, And now that I'm back on social media, um, I, oh, and also one more thing I wanted to say about that. It's so, you are truly influenced by the five people you spend the most time with. Um, It really shapes who you are. And I really curate who those people are in my life. Um, as soon as Dara and I broke up, I worked really hard for her to to drop out of that top five because she is so fear uh based. And like I knew that h- how much fear she had and like scarcity mentality she had, I knew that was affecting me. And I knew it even while we were together, but I just loved her too much and I was too committed to our relationship to like critique that or try to take her out of my top five, right? Um, I wouldn't marry someone who I wouldn't want in my top five. Um, But now I see it. And I'm like, I I like just needed to get that negativity out of my head. And I needed to get that like, worrisome, uh, sort of stress ball stuff away from me. So I worked really hard to like, curate my top five and who's influencing me. And I think you can do that um, with people who you are not directly like, in a relationship with, right? Like, they don't have, to. they can be your friends. Like if you are like sitting around, um, with one of your besties all the time, or like, if you're a parent and you have parent friends who are like friends of your kids that you don't really like that much, but you're spending time with them because your kids are together. Like those people are affecting you. Um, but I think that if you put some time into it and intention into it, you can be influenced in a similar way by people, um, who are content creators or artists or whatever. Um, I really got into, um, consuming everything that one person would put out. Like if someone had a podcast, I might just listen to that whole podcast, um, or listen to them regularly, like every week. So, um, so Kyle Cease is someone I very intentionally make in my top five. Cause he has what I want. He's happy. Um, he's fulfilled. He's living a life of impact and he's financially, I wouldn't call him financially independent, but he's pretty close. Like, Um, and so, yeah, so like being part of his absolutely everything past community, um, and being on his weekly calls, like that's just a way that he is like sewing into me, um, his beliefs and perspective and allowing me to kind of absorb that and, and put it into practice in my life. Um, and so, yeah. And like, also like artists who you, if you're an artist and you don't have artists whose, um, practices you respect, that you are trying to have in your top five, like I, you're not going to necessarily grow as an artist. Like you need people who are helping you grow if you want to grow in life. And if you don't want to grow in life, life is just going to keep kicking your ass until you decide that growth is what you want, frankly. This, it's just my, it's my wisdom. And like, you know, sometimes you're not even noticing the life ass, ass kicking because you're just used to it. Like this is just how life is. Sometimes life kicks you in the ass. Most of the time, this is where that ninety ten thing comes in. I really truly believe, and this is Bevin having lived through a year where it was not ninety ten It is not I have not had ninety percent ease and ten percent resistance. It has been kind of more of the other way around, but you know they in spiritual communities, they call it the dark night of the soul when you're really like having to grow through some stuff, and I have had to grow through some stuff, but I'm grateful to feel like it's on the other side because, like, I just choose to believe that. I don't have, I don't have anything to. I got a lot of packing I still got to do. I got a lot of decluttering to do, um, but I'm just believing for it. I'm trying to just be in that mindset that everything is happening for a reason, and that I am you know, going to be less depressed because I am focusing on human connection, having at least like five real human connections every day. Um, and yeah, like really just, and and that's going to be a challenge living rurally. And like, I'm glad that I had the practice of a social media hiatus so that I can, um, know what it's like for me to like change, um, radically how I interact with humans. Um, And also just have that data about me, uh, that having five connections in a day really does help me stay uh, a little anti-depressed, right? Um, And, you know, since I've been back on social media, I think I've been back for like a month and a half, um, I still mostly consume my feed. Oh, Cardi B also made it into those 10 people cuz I love Cardi B. She's an amazing artist. I really love her perspective in life and she teaches a lot about how to be resilient to haters. Um so anyway, I have still consumed my feed but I'm also still cons- I'm also consuming on my main feed again. Um and I just I love social media. It's hard for me not to do it and so I have to really like monitor my time um and uh not get stuck in the black hole of it. But you know, I'm chatty. I like it. Um, anyway, so I hope any of this helps. Like, I hope that any of my experience is resonating with you and that you are out there thriving yourself and out there figuring out where your next area for growth is. And, um, you know, I, I share this stuff because it's helpful for me to hear other people's experience. And I frankly want to double dip. I want, if I'm, if I'm going to have to go through some shit and hurt and pain and resistance and all of that. I want the double dip of not only learning from it, but sharing it and like having this be for more than just like the pain I had to experience. I really want to help other people experience a glow up and have a great life. Um, I'm really focused. Like when it comes to social media and stuff, like as a quote unquote influencer, I'm really not interested in followers. What I'm interested in is leaders People who are out there who want to lead, you have to start by leading yourself, right? Like, so who want to lead in their lives, Um, but then also like lead, whether or not it's like in a formal capacity by taking on leadership roles, or if it's just informally, like in your life, providing an example of someone who does growth work, grows in life, um, is more kind, trying to do better things in the world. You know, like you just don't know who you have an influence on and who you have an impact on. In your life, and I frankly don't think follower counts have anything to do with worthiness. I think, um, in fact, sometimes they can mask a lot of things. Um, but I'm really out here just like looking for leaders—people who like want me to help incubate their self-care. Um, you know, that—that's my ultimate goal for my Patreon is like to have leaders who you know want to have a movement practice with me. I think it's super meaningful to show up for your body and for yourself um, at least once a week uh, to like have some intentional movement practice. And I always try to like download nuggets and I think it's really powerful to have, um, you know, lessons and, and bigger philosophies coming into, um, a movement class other than like having to get some aspirational body, right? Like I'm here for aspirational like life and empowerment and fun and joy and impact. Um, so anyway, that's my philosophy about that. Um, I hope that wherever you are, you know, that you are worthy of love exactly as you are. You're amazing. You are an inspiration to many and you have no idea, or maybe you do. Um, and I just like really appreciate you tuning in. I really appreciate you, you know, being here, wanting more for your life and, and just like, take a little time to dream, like take a little time to think about like, what's on your heart, what's your next big thing. And like, why do you want to make an impact on the world? Just think about those things. I think so few people even spend time, um, dreaming up, uh, what their life can be like. Uh, and you're never going to get there if you don't even think of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think like a lot of us just kind of like let life, you know, sort of push us around and like end up places without really like consciously, like, considering like what can it look like or what what's possible for me and like the more time every day that I spend just like in the possibilities um that's available the more I'm able to connect into oh that's that's kind of a calling or that's something that's really speaking to me or oh I I love that idea for a leader maybe but maybe not I'm not going to work on that right now right whatever anyway Spend some time dreaming. I've been signing off for forever. I'm going to cut this off, but I want to, like, play out with a little John Mayer, Um, his most recent at-bat, Carry Me Away. I, I, like, I love an artist who's favorite, like, who's just constantly turning out something amazing, and, like, it's his latest song is so far my favorite John Mayer song, so You're Only As Good As Your Last at-bat. I learned that from Gary Vee, and here's uh, John Mayer's latest at-bat. Love you all.
2: I'm such a bore, I'm such a bummer. There must be more behind the summer. I want someone to make some trouble. Been way too safe inside my bubble. Oh.